Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Can Mayonnaise Kill a Jedi podcast. I'm your co-host, Darth Salim. And I am your main host, the Artificial Dragon, and welcome to the 46th episode of the podcast, everybody. I hope you guys enjoyed our previous episode, which we did an introduction to the Yuzhang Vong, if you haven't seen it yet. I don't know why. It's been gaining the views. Uh... I just uploaded it today, so it's slowly gaining a lot of views. So thank you, all the new subscribers and all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, before we go into today's episode, let me go ahead and get all the Patreons out of the way. Um, if you're interested in our content or just love listening to Star, us, me and Hannah talk about Star Wars lore and poke fun at it here and there, <laughs> be sure to uh, support our Patreon at patreon.com slash canmail. Once again, that's patreon.com slash canmail, where you, if you contribute to any amount from the lowest being $3 and the highest being $10, You'll have instant access to our Discord server where you could share general Star Wars lore, share memes, uh, have general discussions, or just chill out and vibe with us, you know? Yeah, most of the time we just chill and vibe. (laughs) Yeah, chill vibe. I think recently we were talking about uh, dreams, vivid dreams, haven't we? Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. I have the weirdest vivid dreams, I swear to God, though. I don't. <laughs> but anyway, um, with that out of the way, um, so for the highest uh, tier members, which are the smugglers, um, we have a Patreon art piece, which we release for each month. And this month's Patreon art piece is Darth Mar without his shirt, but still keeping the mask on because how that's how he do. Not just without his shirt, without his entire armor. <laughs> yeah, he's not as buff as he looks underneath his armor, does he, Hannah? He's a fucking manly without the armor, <laughs> so what the Hey, you gotta convey your power as the replacement emperor somehow. Eh. <laughs> but yeah, um... <laughs> Alright, Yoda. anyway um but if you're not interested in you know uh contributing to the smuggler tier there's always the lowest one which is three dollars i believe the uh initiate but anyway i'm gonna do the usual shout outs for all the high tier smugglers take it away yeah we have uh cameron lee dr emboss elia gestapi kenneth young leon fought the fourth Tristan H and fellow podcaster Voxcast to nowhere. Thank you guys for supporting the Patreon and our channel for the past two years. Thanks, guys. We appreciate it. And uh, take it away with your uh, drops here, Hannah. Support my blog. <laughs> Thank you to uh, Earth the Turtle who keeps uh, hey. who keeps sending me ass. I greatly appreciate it. It helps boost uh, my motivation to actually do these. Um, to the rest of you, please, you're, you're absolutely welcome to send me some acts, asks about my, um, uh, Swator tunes, just send me, uh, frankly, anything you want. They'll, they answer them, and I'll answer them in character. Um, but yeah, not gonna do the GoFundMe again, <laughs> losing traction, and whatever. You know, that's fair. Um, you know, I was going to give you an ant a, uh, a uh, question yesterday because it was your birthday and I decided to ask what 
do your characters do on their birthdays, which I thought would be appropriate, but I haven't got around to doing that yet. Please send it to me. That'll be that'll actually be a fun one to do. Yeah, it will be. But anyway, with that out of the way, Hannah, I'm sure you know what uh, today's episode is going to be about. Yes, we are going to be talking about Padme's Handmaidens. And specifically, the original Handmaidens, when she was, you know being the queen for her four years on Naboo. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, so <laughs> especially after the Yuzhen Vong episode, I, I think it would be a nice little time to just uh, go some go with something much more simple for yeah, our 46. Yeah, it's very simple. I say that, but I'm going to be diving into <laughs> so many characters. But uh, Yeah, but the, 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 the handmaidens are actually very interesting, especially Sabe. Yeah, um... Uh, of course, um, it's going to be a little bit shorter than usual. I reckon I could be totally wrong if this would be like you, an you hour and a half. say that, and then there's me doing all my rants, and yeah. it comes to a fucking hour and a half. Yeah, pretty much. Um, at most, it would probably be 40 to 50 minutes long. I, once again, I can't foresee the future, so I don't know what's going to happen. But we'll see. It's going to be a relatively chillax episode. Hell yeah. Yeah, we're not going to touch. But yeah, um, so we're going to be diving into the Naboo Royal Handmaidens. Um, so a little bit of background in case you need to be brought up to speed and for our viewers. Uh, the Naboo Royal Handmaidens mainly serve the monarch of Naboo, which is very self-explanatory. Yeah. It was a tradition began by a queen of Na- in Naboo's past. Um, it isn't exactly known when the tradition started. I reckon it started with the very first queen of Naboo when it was founded. Could be a possibility. Could it's be. Very, it's very vague. Yeah, it is. Um, but essentially the handmaidens were invented during times of uncertainty. Like, I, I, if you recall in the Naboo episode, there was a period of civil war on Naboo. Yep. And, uh, you know, there was a... There was this one king that decided, Hoo-ha-ha, I'm going to lead everybody together and conquer all the city-states and all that. Yep. Um, from from what the lore says, I kind of reckon that the handmaidens were uh, created, quote-unquote created, during this civil war on Naboo's history. Mm-hmm. And the handmaidens were mostly serving as Bodyguards and stunt, not stunt doubles. That's uh, Johnny Cage. Bang. Body doubles. Body doubles. Thank you. Um, for the queen during, you know, to protect her from enemies of the state and everything like that. assassinations. You know, all of that stuff. I uh, feel sorry for the handmaidens that get killed, but you know, it's a dangerous and uh, honorable job to undertake. Yep. <laughs> but as the years go on, um, the handmaidens would just go away into obscurity. And it wasn't until uh, Queen Padme was elected as the new Queen of Naboo did things change. Mm-hmm. Um, she would be approached by our good old buddy, Captain Panaka, who suggested, hey, um, there might be enemies of a state that would want you dead, uh, former friends of your predecessor of a king that might want you replaced. Uh, why don't we go ahead and bring back the Handmaidens? And Padme, you know, being the goody two shoes that she is, she do, she is doesn't like the idea of people being in danger for her sake, but for the future of her home world and for her to bring actual change to Naboo, she of course agreed. Yeah. 
And Fanon... It, it makes sense. It's a very good strategy. It is a very good strategy. Uh, yeah. Um, and of, of course, Viz, all of this uh, follows Panaka in the, the... What was it? The novel series of The Queen's Shadow. I was I about to say Queen's Shadow. Yeah, most of the backstories of all of these handmaidens are explored in The Queen's Shadow. I haven't read it personally myself, but I heard it's a very good book. I need to pick it up. Yeah. I've heard... You know, different things about it, but I, I want to pick it up personally. Yeah. Um, I believe there are... Okay, let me count them out real quickly. One, two, three... I think there were like uh, five handmaidens that were picked out for Originally. Padme. Originally, yes. Because she um, does have more after she becomes Yeah, senator. yeah. Including the one that got blown the fuck up in the yeah. opening of the Attack of the Clones. <laughs> Rip. Rip. Um, of course, I'm not going to explore those handmaidens since they're working for Padme when she was a senator, not as a queen. So mm-hmm. I'll follow the original handmaidens of Padme. Fair enough. And the first one we will explore is, uh, I'm probably going to butcher a lot of these names, I apologize, uh, Ertere. Er- Erte. Thank you very much, Anna. Because the I, I did my own research a little bit before we even thought of covering this. All of their names are res- are sound phonetically sounding to Padme. Yeah, yeah. Erte uh, is not her original name. Yeah, which they which, all changed their names. Yeah, which will which I will get to in a little bit. But her original name is Ertama Ballery. She was one of the original handmaidens uh, picked by Onaka. Uh, Onaka? <laughs> when did the Hondo Onaka come into this video? <laughs> anyway, Panaka, um, phonetically sounding words aside. Um, she was one of your original handmaidens picked by Panaka. Unlike the rest of, of, of the uh, handmaidens, Erte had brown, uh, she had blonde hair and blue eyes, as you saw in that little picture yeah. over there. Um, and the reason why, uh, you know, Panaka is looking out for candidates that looked Close, very similar. very similar to Padme. Of course, not all of them resemble Padme, but the reason why Panaka picked her was to make her stand out compared to the other handmaidens. Mm-hmm. But her own backstory is kind of interesting. Um, also, she had the nickname of the blonde handmaiden <laughs> <laughs> because the rest of them were brunettes and had brown eyes and everything. Yep. Um, but you I, gotta look like Padme. Yeah. Um, let me see. Uh, Interestingly enough, she was part of a royal family that was one of the candidates that ran for the queen, but lost to Padme in the election. Hmm. So, uh, she, Panaka kind of like, uh, I'm, I'm kind of splicing both legends and canon if it doesn't sound too consistent, but in legends, she was part of a royal house that, uh, had her run for queen, but lost to Padme. Mm -hmm. She got distraught over it, blah, blah, blah. Um, but in Legends, she worked in a uh, acting workshop where she made up. Canon. Yeah, in Canon. Thank you. Um, where she worked in a acting workshop where she was basically the uh, stage designer. She designed all these fantastical contraptions for you know plays and everything. Oh, cool. Um, one specific show that Panaka attended to you know view the candidates and everything. Um. She had designed a hover pad based off of an ancient design used by a Naboo queen in the ancient past. Hmm. And uh, she was able to create this thing 
with a limited budget, which is pretty impressive on her part. That is very impressive. But despite that ingenuity she had, um, the hover pad was limited on how much weight it could carry. Mm -hmm. And during this little stage, uh, you know, there were a bunch of singers. It's They specifically say sopranos, so I'm going with that. Um, there were way too many Sopranos on the hover pad, and it started to malfunction because it was limited on how much weight it could carry. Yeah. And, you know, disaster happened. Panaka managed to save the Sopranos. And Irte was very distraught after this because, you know, she could have killed some people legitimately mm -hmm. and she could be charged with something. And Panaka decided to approach her, and she was like... Like, hey, you want to be a handmaid? <laughs> well... Uh, you won't get blamed for anything if you join the handmaidens. And she was like, well, I have no other choice now, do I? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, she accepted. Um, let me see. Uh, yeah, um, Erte, uh, when she became handmaiden, she was very bossy towards her fellow handmaidens. Um, and uh, she also was very distraught towards Padme because, you know, she took the title of queen from her. Like, you took away what was rightfully mine. I should have won that. But eventually, she and Padme she would... She fucking lightened up. Yeah, she lightened up a bit. And she became a legitimately close friends with Padme, mm -hmm. as as all the Ann maidens would eventually become with yeah, Padme. Yeah, they're very close-knit. Yeah. Um, but let me see. Urteo would take the position of, uh, let me see, uh, oh yeah, she, given her a techno, uh, you know, technological expertise, she take up, took up a position of, where was it, of uh, designing Padme's headpieces and her gowns to be much more lighter and comfortable. Nice. Yeah. Um, she was also, she also volunteered to be the handmaiden's communications expert. So she was very tech savvy. She's your classical geek with the eye, with the uh, you know glasses, you know, just typing out the tech and, wizard. The tech wizard, basically, of handmaidens. Um, Urteo would become one of the handmaidens that would you know accompany Padme off of Naboo, go to Coruscant. Well, actually, Tatooine first, then Coruscant, yeah. and then return to uh, Naboo. Naboo. She was one of the handmaidens that was present when Padme. Uh, Gain the allegiance of the Gungans and everything. Mm -hmm. She was there in the background. Yeah, she was in the background. Yeah. And then afterwards, after, you know, Padme passed, uh, passed her title of queen to her successor and everything, um, Urteo would actually move to the capital of Oda Gunga to pursue her love of art and experiment with Gungan architecture to hopefully improve Naboo's own architecture. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so a lot of these uh, handmaidens, they have their own unique backgrounds and everything, which I think I really appreciate. Yeah. It's not like all of them are young girls that were randomly selected and everything. Yeah, they have special skills. I mean, you have to have special skills to protect the fucking queen of Naboo. Yeah. Some of them are actually pretty interesting. I think, is it this one? Uh, yes, this one is actually pretty interesting. The next one is Rabe. And uh, let me go ahead and send you a picture of her... Rabe is kind of interesting because uh, she looks, a, even though she has the same hairstyle and eye color as Padme, she looks more tan. Yeah, she's definitely a darker complexion. Yeah. Um, her real name is Ranabe Tunsort. She was born to a family within the western province of Naboo. She would attend a prestigious school where she would study a variety of subjects such as acting, sculpture, and impressions. Mm-hmm. 
Um, despite her talent, she would actually form a forgery ring within her school. Ooh. So, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, she dabbled in Fucking, the... <laughs> like, Veronica Sawyer in Heathers, she would forge, uh, like, doc, like nurses' notes and hall passes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's for the, little, the musical nerds out there. Good to know. I've never heard of this movie in my goddamn life, but it's good a, to it's know. It's a movie. It was an 80s movie, but then it got turned into a musical. Good to know. <laughs> the only musical I grew up with was High School Musical. Ha. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, she 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 was a little criminal in her younger days. <laughs> when her ring was discovered, Rabe would be uh, forced to try and distance herself from the ring and take up the subject of music and everything. Mm-hmm. However, eventually hard evidence came to light that she was part of his ring. And she was forced to get out of the school and save face, basically. Mm-hmm. Um... And then, I believe, after this, she would actually be approached by Panaka, who offered her a position as, you know, one of the Queen's new handmaidens. Mm -hmm. And Panaka, he approached her because uh, he saw her criminal background as a useful asset for Padme. Like, teaching, hopefully teaching Padme to be more deceitful and everything like that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um... But when she was introduced to Padme, she swore her loyalty to the queen and became her wardrobe mistress. Nice. And uh, and let me see. And she would be the one to help with Padme's elaborate hairstyles. You know, those ridiculous hairstyles that she always has. I've seen... Have you, have you ever seen the fan art where... She, I think it was one of her Clone Wars appearances, where ah. she just kind of pops off the, the <laughs> yeah. dress in front of Ahsoka, and she's just like, <gasps> <laughs> but then later she's like, she sneaks up behind Anakin as he's tinkering on something and pulls his hair, and he's like, ow, Stance, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm not sure if Rabe uh, continued styling uh, Padme's hair after she was queen, but I would not be surprised if she did. <laughs> I need to send that picture to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, her criminal background did come into handy as she taught all the other handmaidens to, you know, pickpocket. And she would even know how to read and understand body language. Which is it's a very... A spy thing. Yeah, a little bit of a spy. Yeah, she... Yeah, she's... I wouldn't say she's completely a unsavory character, but compared to the other handmaidens, she's not innocent at all. No. <laughs> During the invasion of Naboo by the trade, yeah, um, you're excused. During the invasion of Naboo by the Trade Federation, it was Rabe that calmly and collectively applied makeup to Sabe. Um, when the Trade Federation were walking into feet and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she is very calm under pressure. And after Padme served as queen, Rabe would go to study music at a prestigious academy in Feed. Nice. You know, having a nice little, uh, um, nice little life afterwards. Nice. Nothing bad happened to her, as far as I can tell, but <laughs> yeah. Far. As far as you can tell. <laughs> Next, uh, the third one is Sache. Let me see if I could share a picture of her. Sache. She is one of the... <laughs> One of the youngest handmaidens. Yeah, she was 13, I believe. 12, actually. 12. Yeah, she was, she was 12. Little. She was little, and her real name was Sasha Adava. 
And as I said before, she's the youngest of the handmaidens at 12 years old. And when she was recruited, she was part of the same acting workshop as Irite. And she would be given... Uh, the reason why she's part of his workshop was because her parents, uh, she's kind of a closed-off little child. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, she doesn't talk too much. Her parents sent her to this workshop as a way of making her a better public speaker, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but, of course, she didn't exactly like operating on the stage, which is why she always volunteers to do backstage jobs and everything like that. You know, like pull the curtain and everything. Yeah. Um, she... Uh, <laughs> It was Sache that recommended to uh, Panaka to uh, pick Irite, despite, you know, her blonde hair and everything. Mm -hmm. Because in their first encounter, I believe uh, Sache kind of bumped into Panaka, like, oh, I'm so sorry. Because she kind of suspected that Panaka's real reason for being there was to pick handmaidens and everything. Mm -hmm. She's probably the most observant of all the handmaidens and everything. That's a good skill to have. Yeah. She would have a conversation with Panaka very often. And Panaka was all like, you, you seem to know a good amount, despite being a 12-year-old. And she's like, oh, I know a lot of things. Blah, she's blah. a smart kid. She is a very smart kid. And Panaka was all like, how would you feel about becoming part of the Handmaidens? You you have, uh, you know, brown and brown hair and eyes. You're a little bit younger, but you would make a nice little addition. And she's like, okay. Um, would I have to lie to my parents? And Panaka's like... No, you don't need to lie to them. Just tell them that you're shadowing a government official. Which Basically, technically... she is. Yeah, which is technically the truth, so yeah. And she was like, yeah, I accept. And Panaka already realized that uh, she wanted Verone in the first place. Yeah, it's better than being kind of blackmailed into it. Pretty much, yeah. Or forced yeah. into it. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, but yeah, um... Sache would actually be the one that would bring up that each handmaiden would change their names to sound more like Padme's. Yeah, it helped, uh, I, if I remember this right, it would help them travel better. Yeah. And lower the suspicion of, you know, who is the queen. Yeah, pretty much. So yeah, she's a very smart little kid, despite being the youngest of all the handmaidens. She's yeah. She, uh... So when she became handmaiden, she would serve as the intelligence gatherer and spy of the handmaidens. And I believe she was also a messenger. Yeah, she was also a messenger, but we'll get to that part in a little bit. Okay. Um, but yeah, um, also interestingly enough, she had was yeah she had a little rivalry with a fellow handmaiden. Let me see if I could find her name real quickly. Uh, Yane, who is also the youngest handmaiden at twelve years old. Oh. Yeah, they would share. They were. You know, all the handmaidens would have shared living quarters, and yeah, both of them... Yeah, they had to learn how to live together. Yeah. And work and, as a unit. <laughs> Sache and Yane would share a room together, and she would... It would be an awkward relationship, because, you know, like, I don't want you going through my stuff. I don't want you going through my stuff, that mm -hmm. sort of thing. And Padme was kind of getting annoyed at both of these young girls, you know, fighting and being aggressive towards each other for no reason at all. Mm -hmm. And she's like, okay, fine, I'll switch your assigned rooms and everything. I think, if I remember correctly, they switched them, like, monthly, so they could all get used to cohabitating with each other. Yeah. That's pretty much how it went down. Oh, yeah. Before I forget. um, So there's this nice little legend story where all the handmaidens would, uh, you know, they have 
very identical uniforms and everything. You know, the red ones, um, they would do training exercises where they would run around shooting down decoy droids and Padme would actually wear the same clothing as them and uh, train alongside them, you know, becoming a cohesive unit. And then after a couple of weeks of training together, Panaka would gather all the handmaidens together along with Padme. And he's all like, Padme, how do you think these handmaidens have operated? And Padme's like, I think they have trained spectacularly. And Panaka's like, handmaidens, may I introduce Padme, the Queen of Naboo? And they're like, what? That's cool. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, so Padme knows how to get down and dirty with her own handmaidens and everything. Yeah, we see, we clearly see that in the, the Phantom Menace. Yeah. Yeah, Padme is kind of a Chad. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, where was I? Okay. See that episode, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it is a pretty lengthy episode. That's a good, episode, <laughs> a good warning. But let me see. Uh, Sache, um, let me see. Yeah, like I said, she's the most observant of the handmaidens, using her small and unassuming appearance to catch people off guard. And was actually the only girl that figured out. I already said that already. Um, so during the invasion of Naboo. Uh, Sache would be one of the few handmaidens that stayed behind on Naboo to help out with the resistance movement and everything. Okay. And Sache would actually be the little messenger that would go back and forth to, you know, provide intelligence to the Naboo resistance and everything. Yeah. Un- little unassuming 12-year-old just go run back and forth. Unfortunately, she did get captured by the Trade Federation. Yeah. And they tortured her. Oh, no. And I don't mean torture like threatened like torture. Like they interrogated her. They actually cut it up, her up a good amount. Oh, no. And despite the receiving several cuts that were obscured by her gown, uh, she would not reveal any information to the Trade Federation at all. That's an amazing, like, a- amazing, like, willpower. Yeah, for a 12-year-old, yeah. For a 12-year-old. <laughs> now, Nabu people, they, uh, they're, they're something breed. else. They're a different breed. <laughs> Yeah, I can't imagine any 12-year-old that would buckle under pressure like that. Yeah, any 12-year-old would buckle under pressure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like I said, Naboo children are something else, man. They're like chess kids. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Um, (laughs) So yeah, also during the invasion of Naboo, Sache, like I said, she had a long long rivalry with her fellow handmaiden, Yane. Um... She, it was found out during this invasion that uh, they secretly had feelings for one another. And I think I, I remember hearing about this. I, was, I just couldn't remember which two yeah. had feelings for each other. Yeah. So Sache and uh, Yane, um, the reason why they were so aggressive towards one another is because, well, well they, <laughs> they couldn't other. understand their feelings because, you know, they're 12 year olds. Like, what is this I'm feeling? What the hell is going on? But yeah, they revealed their feelings to one another and they, you know, reciprocated. And after the invasion of Naboo, I think when they got older, they basically got married and had a house together. That's cool. So yeah, um, and also for bravery under the uh, torture of a trade federation, um, what was it? Sache would actually be elected to become part of Naboo's planetary legislative assembly. Nice. Yeah, um, also an interesting note about her, 
Um, wouldn't Padme step down and she would be replaced by her predecessor, a uh, woman by the name of Retalia? Successor, uh, not predecessor. Thank you. Uh, successor, sorry. Um, Sache dis- distrusted the new queen. Fair. Because uh, she saw the queen as lacking Padme's iner- inerrant kindness. Despite both queens having bo- basically the same beliefs and everything. Hmm. But despite that, and on the word of Padme to have faith in everything, she served the queen loyally. Okay. So yeah, um, very observant and very smart for a 12-year-old. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then uh, next is Yane. Let me go ahead and share a picture of her too. Uh, yeah, as you can tell, both... Sache and Yane are <laughs> depicted with that uh, yellow cloak and everything. Yeah. Yellow? Are you colorblind? Shut up! Orange! Orange. Whatever it is! <laughs> I think it's called the flame outfit. Yeah. Um, Yane was born as Soya Hyjin. Um, alongside Sache, she was the youngest of the handmaidens. She once worked as a weaver, and when she was... One day, when she was making blankets for a nearby hospital, she would be approached by Panaka, who offered her to become one of the queen's handmaidens. Nothing special? Nothing special. She was just working one day, and Panaka's like, Hey, I'm Panaka. You want to join? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like, hey you, you look like the queen. Join the handmaidens. When she was first presented to Padme, Sion eyed her headdress and pointed out that it would be much lighter and more comfortable if the headdress was made out of Kirlani silk. So she has a particular eye for, you know, designs and everything. So I think she got along good with, uh... Sache, um, yeah. Not Sache. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Erte. Erte, thank you. Yeah, I reckon they... See, uh, I'm struggling too. I'm struggling <laughs> with the names too. But yeah, um, so after she became handmaiden, uh, Yane would actually pretty obviously become uh, in charge. She would be in charge of liaisoning with the other staff of the royal palace for the queen and everything. Okay, she was basically her secretary. Pretty much, yeah. She, as I mentioned before numerous times, she had a little rivalry with Sache. Um, Little did each of them realize they actually had built up pent-up feelings for each other. Especially at 12 years old. <laughs> for some reason. I don't know why. I. Oh, well, it's a uh, interesting detail regardless. A bit. But anyway, um, but let me see. Under Padme's service, um, she would also stay behind on Naboo to help out with the Naboo resistance and everything. There's no account of her ever getting caught. But, yeah, she served a minor role in the occupation of Naboo and everything. Okay. Um, and then after, uh, you know, um, Padme stepped down as queen, she would actually support Sache in her new life within the Planetary Legislative Assembly and would volunteer to do humanitarian movements for the orphans that uh, lost their parents during the occupation of Naboo and everything. Cool. And eventually, she would purchase a house for her and Sache to live in together. And they started building their own family together. That's cute. Even adopting two twins as their uh, foster children. No, adopted children. Well, okay, yes, that's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> that's cute. It is very cute. And Yane would actually be the one to make Padme's wedding dress when she married Anakin. Oh, wow. Yep. That's cool. It is pretty cool. That's very cool. I do like the little... 
aftermath details with all the handmaidens have a significant part in Pave's life. Oh, just wait until we get to Save. Yep, Save's the big dog in these parts. But anyway, um, so let me go ahead and go on to the, the second to final one and basically the black sheep of all the handmaidens. Yeah, we're at four now. Yeah. Uh, the next one would be Donne. Let me go ahead and share a picture of her. Um, she kind of has a minor role, and she mostly appears in uh, Legend side material and everything. Okay. Yeah, as you can tell, she's also blonde, so she's not a uh, part in, of... In this picture, she looks like she's got red hair. Yeah. Does she? Yeah, yeah she kind of does have red hair now that I look at her again. Um, I It doesn't go into detail of what Donne's real name is. She's just always called Donne. Very, uh, <laughs> very convenient. Here. Yeah. She's obscure. Yeah. Donne hoped to one day become a musical performer, and she would be trained in several Naboo instruments in her early days. Um, though tragedy struck when she was 16, her family would die, and she would be left with a struggling farm along with a great deal of debt. Oof. Out of options, she would be forced to sell the property and would join and would journey to the nearest city of Kiran. Using the last of her savings, she would volunteer for the Royal Naboo Security Forces and would train a year within the Queen's Handmaidens. I reckon she's like the oldest of the Handmaidens because she's 16 and a majority of them are like 14. Yeah. Uh, the youngest being 12 and everything. Um, but yeah, um, Panaka became impressed with her keen mind, sharp wit, and natural mimicry skills. So I imagine that she would have filled the role as a spy, similar to Sache was. Yeah, makes sense. But unfortunately, uh, Donne did not like listening to authority figures. And she asked Panaka if she could be uh, reassigned to a different government agency and everything. Mm -hmm. And Panaka would actually recommend... That uh, she become part of a custom security division, which would give her a new freedom within the undercover investigations unit. Okay. So yeah, she found new freedom as basically the Nabu spy and everything. You know, classical TF2 spy, haha, backstab everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and she, it said that she serves a minor role within the, uh, the Nabu resistance when the Trade Federation came in. Mm -hmm. Very similar to Sachi and everything. Yeah. Um, afterwards, however, despite finding new freedom, Donne would find her job unsatisfying and left uh, her job and became a uh, hired gun. Oh, wow. Yeah. That um, was not expected. <laughs> a 16-year-old leaving and deciding to become a hired gun. Damn. Yeah. Um. Let me see. Uh, she took many jobs. One of them being a bodyguard for a rich Rodian noble, a spy for a rival family in the service of a wealthy Sharian, and she would even take a couple of jobs as an assassin. Interesting. And, you know, kill a bunch of unfortunate victims of the process. Yep. At first, she found she had her reservations for taking these unsavory jobs. But when the credits started rolling in, she decided, okay, if I deal with my victims fairly and justly, I could continue life with a clear consciousness. Conscience. Conscious, thank you. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, that makes, that's noble-ish. 
noble-ish, but yeah, she's still the black sheet of the handmaidens in this regard. Then moving on to... Moving on to the main one. Sabe! Sabe! The queen, the boss queen, the queen! Uh, yes, queen! Yes, queen! Sabe is kind of a more fucking badass in the recent uh, I comics. I love Sabe! <laughs> If if I could complete, be completely honest, I do think Sabe deserves her own episode because I believe her role in the Darth Vader comics is still ongoing, so her story hasn't ended, so to speak. If if she becomes more popular in the comments, like let let us know, yeah, please, because that that would be very fun to cover. It would be very fun to cover, but let me go ahead and uh, do. A brief dive into Sabe and her character. Mm-hmm. Sabe, she was originally known under the name of Saban. Uh, it's a silent T S A B I N. Tesaban? I don't know. I don't I know how to pronounce that name. Um, Saban. Saban, thank you. Yeah, she originally went under the name of Saban, and she was the very first candidate for Banaka to become one of Padme's handmaidens and everything. Um, Saban was born within a family of Haliset players, and as according to family tradition, she would attend the Feed Conservatory to study music. Mm-hmm. She disliked the path her parents laid out for her but she kept most of her true feelings to herself. When she became 14 and old enough to vote, she was expected to take up an apprenticeship, though instead she would be approached by our good old buddy, Panaka, <laughs> who's all like, hey, would you like to become a handmaiden for the new queen? And she's like, fuck yeah. It's like, hey, you look like the queen. <laughs> yeah, like I said in the uh, Padme episode, Save and Padme, who are played by Kira Knightley and, uh, what was it? Natalie uh, Portman. Thank you very much. Natalie Portman. They look identical. They got mixed up by their mothers on the set. So yeah, um, lore, lore accuracy for these two. Yeah, very lore accurate. Yeah. Um... But yeah, um, she looked exactly like Padme, and she would actually become the closest to Padme out of all the other yeah, handmaidens. She is, Sabe is Padme's right-hand woman. Pretty much. She, that's why I fucking love her. She is <laughs> the, yes, queen! Yes, queen! <laughs> um, and of course, taking up the new name of Sabe, um... They were, here's a nice little detail. They became so close that both developed a system of subtle signs to communicate to each other without undermining the deception of their roles. That's awesome. So I imagine they're like, uh... Like little hand signals or Little nods. hand... <laughs> okay, um, what's an... Okay, you remember that scene from Phantom Menace where uh, Sabe, disguised as a queen, turns to uh, Padme and she's like, We're brave, your highness. I imagine that's one of the subtle signs that they're talking about. Yeah, makes sense. You know, just uh, kind of like a thieves can't in D&D. Yeah, I like that. That's an awesome little detail. It is a very nice little detail. Um, Sabe, <laughs> here's an interesting thing I came across. Sabe actually secretly fell in love with Padme. Oh. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Um, I, I have seen that as a ship. Yeah. But it was it full. It would be definitely healthier <laughs> than Padme and Anakin. <laughs> 
but, everyone would agree with me on that. Oh, Lord. But she was fully aware that Padme would not reciprocate her feelings and was actually shocked when she found out that she and Anakin had married and actually booked and actually broke off their friendship with her. Aww. I mean, uh, even, despite that, I think I read a little detail that they kind of had a little chat, uh, laughed the night away, and they decided to part ways. Aw, but still, that's sad. It is a little bit sad, yeah. But Save was insanely loyal to uh, Padme. Yeah. Despite, you know, aside from her secretly loving her, she legitimately was loyal to Padme to yeah, the very end. Yeah, she was very loyal to Padme. Like, she even went on undercover missions for Padme to tattooing to find Shmi Skywalker and free her. Yeah. Which... That was unsuccessful? Uh, yeah, unsuccessful, but she continued uh, with this uh, organization. I can't remember the name of them at the top of my head, but uh, they they were basically a underground movement, like, the, you know, the uh, Underground Railroad and the... And the uh, yeah, so sl- slavery or slave liberators. Yeah, she became part of that organization to help, uh, you know, freed slaves and everything. That's cool. Um, yeah, um... She, <laughs> when Padme died, all the handmaidens openly weeped Padme's death, but Sabe took it the hardest. Well, no shit. That's her best friend who fucking died. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, fast forwarding to... uh The year of the Empire. The year of the Empire, which is two years, is it? No, three years after the Battle of Yavin, by the way. Okay. Um, she would come across Darth Vader, who was doing his own investigation of how Padme was able to birth his son and everything. Mm-hmm. And she would eventually find out his secret identity as Anakin Skywalker. And at first she, uh, you know, briefly worked alongside Vader. Uh, I believe she founded her own organization called the Amidalans. Yep. Which, uh, long story short... Uh, protected the grave of Padme Amidala and all of that stuff. Yeah, basically the watchman of Padme's grave, which is very, like, even in death, they are still loyal to Padme, which I fucking love. Which is one of my favorite panels from that comic, is when Vader sees Sabe and immediately is like, Padme? Padme? He's like, is that my wife? Oh yeah, I'm going to share you a couple of pictures from one of the Darth Vader comics where all the handmaidens fought Darth Vader. It's so friggin' badass. Yeah, even uh, the youngest of the handmaidens uh, joined up. in there. Yeah, they're all there. Everybody is here. So friggin' badass. Yeah. Unfortunately, they, it's, this is Vader we are talking and about it, here. <laughs> flashbacks of Padme as they're fighting him. Yeah. This is Padme we are, uh, this is Vader we are talking about, though. And obviously he easily deals with the handmaidens. Yeah. There's also a, uh, okay, so she, she kind of teams up with uh, Crimson Dawn, you know, the criminal organization headed by, uh, what's her face again? First Dryden, or Maul... Or Maul created Maul? it. Yep. Dragon Boss ran it, and Kira took it. There we go, Kira. She briefly teamed up with Kira to undermine Darth Vader and everything. Didn't exactly work out. Then she teamed up with uh, Joel Tambor, who is the great grandson of Wolt Tambor himself. Hmm. Didn't exactly go the way she was going <laughs> for, and she essentially teamed up with Darth Vader because I believe she came across the records. Of Padme's last words of saying they're still good in Anakin. 
That's amazing that that was even written down because only Bale and Obi-Wan were there. Well, uh, Faye personally went to Poe's Masa and, you know, there's uh, recordings and everything. So that's how they came across it. Okay. So, yeah, she worked with Vader. And I think she currently still works with Vader and the Empire because she... Because those comics, those comics are still going. Yeah, right? they're still going right now. I need to start reading those. <laughs> yeah, the brief inserts that I've seen are kind of interesting because there's a part where uh, Vader brings Sabe to Palpatine himself, and oh, she shit. personally fights off his royal guards and everything. Wow. Yeah, she's kind of a badass. Sabe's a badass. <laughs> she grew up to be a badass. <laughs> but yeah, um. But yeah, point is, Sabe is working for Vader because she's, you know, work. <laughs> she's fulfilling her promise and loyalty towards Padme because, in a way, yeah, in a way, yes, because Padme still believes that there's good in Vader, and Sabe is trying her damnedest to bring Vader back into the light, so to speak. Trying to at least. And there is like this. Uh, there's a frequent meme where all the all the handmaidens came together and they look. Very similar to Padme, and everybody just calls him Darth Vader's harem. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit. No, the way it's very like some panels where Vader lifts up Sabe, like he, like she's a princess, and it's like, yeah, like bridal carry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's joking about Darth Vader's harem a good amount of his comic. (laughs) I mean, they all look like Padme, so. Why, ladies, ladies, let's not fight. Come on now. I know you're trying to fight over me, but come on. <laughs> but I like that inclusion. That's a, especially in the new canon. Yeah. That's very cool. I mean, how old is Sabe at this point? I wonder. Probably in her 50s. Let me check the years. Uh, so she would be 12 during the Battle of Naboo. And it's two years after the Battle of Naboo. Around in her 60s. Oh, wow. Yeah. God damn. She's a <laughs> fucking badass. Yeah, she... A lot of... Yeah, the handmaidens move really elegantly for how old they are. Yeah. And they work as a unit. Yep. Even after all that time, after they stopped serving Padme and, you know, had their own lives, they still have that training ingrained into them. That's yeah. fucking amazing. Yeah, I, I'm actually kind of interested to see how uh, Sabe's story ends. I'm, Me too. I'm pretty sure it won't end too well, but it's a nice road Knowing she went Star on. Knowing Star Wars, she's probably going to die. Knowing Star Wars. That'd be the way of Star Wars. But yeah, that is all I have for the handmaidens of uh, Queen Amidala. Any thoughts on this, Hannah? Not really. I'm pretty satisfied for, yeah. from all the information. Yeah, me too. Um, uh, <laughs> I gotta go back to my thumbnail artist and have him uh, <laughs> redraw Sabe as her uh, past self instead of her current badass self because that's definitely going to be a future episode. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, that is our episode of Can Mayonnaise Kill a Jedi? Or in this case... Yas Queen! Yas Queen! <laughs> or Harem! <laughs> <laughs>
But yeah, um, I hope you enjoyed this episode, everybody. Uh, Thank you, as always, for supporting the podcast, and we will see you in the next episode. What are we covering next episode? Oh yeah, thank you for reminding me. Uh, So the next episode, we will be covering the different sects of a Jedi. Cool. Yeah, like the gray, uh, the green Jedi. Uh, I was wondering if we were ever going to cover the green Jedi, because that was something I would like to learn more about. Yeah, um, in all honesty, the green Jedi, uh, there's so little about them that in a, their own individual episode would be like 15 minutes or something, so. It makes sense to group them in with yeah. just the other sex. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that'll be interesting. That'll be interesting. But as always, thank you for supporting the podcast. I hope you enjoyed this one covering the handmaidens. And as always, may the force be with you. This is the way. Yes, queen. Yes, queen. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye.